Hello, Hunters, and welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I am Matt Acevedo, joined as always by my amazing co-host, Christian Humes. Yo. And Emily Rose Jacobson. Hello. You guys, we are here. This is the episode four of season three, division three, the final round. Before we go to the finals, baby. That's true. We have the the next division is the last one. That blows my mind. There's only one division of characters left. Oh god! Oh god! How how do we get here so fast? Yeah, what? it's always like Emily. You'll you'll get to experience this. The final like episodes. Not that like where it's ever like intense, but like you just don't want to do the wrong thing, and it it gives you like a weird amount of pressure. And then if by the time it ends, you're like, oh, thank God, back to like having fun early season. And now we're <laughs> like we're here already. How? Yeah, we're back. We're, we're almost in the we're in the muck. Yeah, in the thick of it. But guys, let's not let's not prolong this fight any longer because I have some ingredients here for this next contestant or for this, these contenders. Ready? I got some sugar, spice, and everything nice. And the nicest, I would say, of these three girls, Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls, everybody, is going up against. He sat on a wall. He had a great fall. He is arguably the most famous egg out there. It is none other than Humpty Dumpty. That's right. Let's do this thing. Let me tell you a little tragic story. Humpty Dumpty's just minding his own business. He's an egg, an anthropomorphic egg. Like you do. And and he, he was like, oh, I don't know about balance. And he has a big fall and shatters, and all the king's men cannot put him back together. Here's, I mean, here's some wild stuff about Humpty Dumpty. Oh. Thank you, Wikipedia and Internet. Oh, no. So the oldest version that we know the earliest version is from 1797, and that is Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Four score men and four score more could not make Humpty Dumpty where he was before. So that's the original version, as far as we know. But yeah. then Mother Goose, 1803, right? So here's here's a there's like some updates going on. 1842, there's a image of a version from 1877 from Walter Crane's Mother Goose Nursery Rhyme. And he's not an egg yet. He's just a boy. Uh-oh. He's depicted as a boy. So, so he's a oh, man. boy that, like, breaks his skull. I can tell uh, that this isn't going to be uh-huh. over easy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Matt, we're talking about a literal boy breaking his skull and them not being advanced in modern medicine enough to repair this poor child. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, that's where it that's gets complicated. That's wild. I've never heard of that. In... in, in uh, in the 1843, there was something about an egg in one of the versions, but it still wasn't like defined, I think, until basically the 19th century. Yeah. Or sorry, I guess it would be the 20th century, because this is my favorite one, Matt. This is my favorite iteration. I was talking about ahead of the show about this one. Uh, Humpty Dumpty lay in a beck with all his sinews around his neck. Oh. 40 doctors and 40 rights couldn't put Humpty to rights. This was Sinuous? a very dark... That Very dark. That one's like muscle tissue, right? Yes. These are some hard-boiled deets right here, man. Oh, my yes. gosh. <laughs> so, I guess the question is, who is Humpty Dumpty? Who is this? I mean, I will say this. I think he is definitely... You cannot deny the cultural significance and the cultural relevance and know-how of Humpty Dumpty. I think he trumps a, a lot of characters in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's made appearances uh, in Shrek in uh, Through the Looking Glass, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. He's usually 
a character kind of like we talked about last week. He's sort of um, a forewarning character, An allegorical right? character, yeah. Yeah, he, it's like, hey, don't sit. Like, don't do something that's obviously risky because you might not be able to live I think, with the consequences. I think that's why he becomes an egg instead of a man or a boy. Oh, yeah. I think it's because, and I think it's also why he starts to lose his dark, sinewy version of himself. <laughs> oh, I think it's man. a lot easier to tell kids, hey, you are fragile and you're delicate as a child. Don't do things that might hurt you. I.e., mm. it's better to convey that with an egg than it is, here's another boy who's just like you and he fell down and no one could put him together. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Welcome to... Uh, what was that campfire TV show? I'm going to throw dust into the fire. <laughs> are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the... these fairy tales? Because they are very dark. <laughs> for the Midnight Society. For the Midnight Society. I submit Humpty yeah. Dumpty for the Midnight Society. <laughs> you know, well, it's interesting, though, because we say that with a 2020 lens. But, like, even back in the early 1900s, like, you know, it wasn't uncommon for children to die just because, like, healthcare, modern medicine wasn't what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, kids used to work, they were in labor and like, like they would also have to hunt. So like you weren't you weren't uh, protected from death in the way we are today. Right. So yeah. it, it seems crazy and almost cruel today. But at the same time, like there wasn't this idea of childhood. Like you were just like, it's like, oh, cool. They're they're strong enough to work now. Great. <laughs> You're telling me that they didn't watch Nicktoons growing up? <laughs> they, oh, had, they had the Nickelodeon, which is where the name comes from in the that's 1900s. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. But. It's a, it's a, you know. it's a cautionary, he's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For kids. And he's a kid character, just like another kid. Bubbles. 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 You know, Bubbles is actually considered, like, argue, I would argue that she's actually the one, the, the most powerful Powerpuff girl. 100%. Yeah. You think so? 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've never really yeah. thought about it, but I do agree. She's the Gohan of Powerpuff. Because okay. she can't tap into her energy until she gets sad that's like her whole thing like you have to like hurt her sisters or screw up her hair and then like she goes into this like energy rage yeah she's super powerful she's also definitely the heart of the power while she does have this huge amount of power she is definitely also the heart right of powerpuff girls she holds blossom and uh buttercup together she is the sugar in the sugar spice and everything nice Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, whereas, you know, Buttercup was the spice. Yeah. And then I guess Blossom would have been sort of everything nice. She, but she was definitely the sweet sugar, which is why she's also the most sensitive of the three. Mm-hmm. She is most sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of passions too. She's like kind of the nerdiest of the three. She's really yeah. into like the octopus show. It's like the little octopus with the top oh hat. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah. She loves little animals. She loves the animals. Right. She loves animals. You know, she's very emotionally present for the other girls, even bad guys. We've seen her like, you know, listen to bad guys and understand, which I think is really, really cool for a little girl who's in kindergarten and she's in kindergarten. (laughs) That's true. They're all children. Yeah. Young, young children. Um, Just like Humpty Dumpty. I mean, let's true. I guess like where do we how do we compare these two? Because I have to say, I mean, Emily, you brought up a great point. Like Humpty Dumpty is like got to be up in that upper echelon of fairy tales in a way folklore for children yeah it's um, definitely gonna be a hard shell to crack oh, oh okay hey everyone if you haven't already please be taking a shot every single time matt puts an egg joke in this episode because i think we're at four at this point i'm a funny yeah, guy you got that, the yolks 
Oh. The, yeah, that, mm. that's going to be over real easy because this mm. match. <laughs> you got to look at the sunny side of things. Uh, egg. That's all I'll say. Egg. You're being pretty hard boiled about that. Jeez. There's, okay, right. I'm realizing I don't mean now to there's too many ways. There's too many ways to make egg jokes. I think there's too many. Egg jokes are, are too easy on the There's market. at least a dozen. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I gotta say, this match is going excellent. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, alright. Um, what does Bubbles gotta do to win this? Let's be honest. Do, do we really, like, how much time are we really gonna spend here? Can anyone truly Can I defend Humpty Dumpty? I, I, I thought that this would be... I kind of, I, right now, I'm actually kind of leading, right in this moment, the mm -hmm. importance of, of the cautionary tale of Humpty Dumpty that he, like, lived this crazy life to as a warning for children, I think that's pretty impactful. But it's not a crazy life. He was just already, we don't even, we don't, oh, yeah, we don't get we know nothing about him as a character. There's no like, he oh, was, he I was once on the wall. <laughs> he was once a boy, once had sinewy, sinew around his neck and then became Eggman at some point. I mean, Dr. Eggman, I think has more characteristics than Humpty Dumpty anyway, any day. I would agree. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think, Shout out to Humpty Dumpty for even making it into the bucket. But come on. You're Played not, by you're Zach Galifianakis. He was yeah. very good in that in that role. He was very funny. But I, um, I don't I don't know, man. Look, I'll give Humpty Dumpty the fictional impact award, the 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 world impact award, just because he's gonna be more every everyone has heard of Humpty Dumpty, at least in the Western world. Uh not everyone is probably aware of bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls necessarily, but everyone True. is aware of Humpty Dumpty. But, like, that's it, right? Like, she's going to win a fight. I'm going to want to hang out with her. She's cooler. She's more interesting. She's more original. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I tried Humpty Dumpty. I thought, I felt like it was going to be too easy. So I was like, you know what? We got to, you know, I got to, uh, you know, get beat, you know, I got I ran out of puns. I got to uh, help my boy out, but I can't. So we got to crack a couple more eggs and tell Humpty Dumpty to scoot along. And what do you Humpty think? Humpty Dumpty. Uh, all the king's horses and all the king's men could not find any sort of character that could help Humpty Dumpty win this competition. <laughs> That's right! Humpty Dumpty discarded and is now in my belly. He is eliminated. Bubbles is going on to the next round. Coming up, who do we have next, y'all? We have the com a very famous comedian who wrote the show, who's a, a creator and a writer for oh boy. Seinfeld uh, and is now living uh it's his fictional life of himself in curb your enthusiasm i'm talking about larry david who is kind of takes on more than he can chew and and tends to get himself in hot water a lot versus she is the daughter of the famous doctor who created capsule core she is the first friend that goku ever created and the brains of the operation that leads to them finding a weakness or finding a way to find dragon balls i'm talking about bulma and she has a time machine and marries Vegeta. She made a time machine. She did she make a time a, machine. Did you not know this? She marries she Vegeta. Made a time she made it. Yeah, she made a time machine because in the darkest timeline, when Frieza uh Frieza is not killed, yeah. uh, you know, Earth is like messed up, and Bulma makes a time machine to send her her son Trunks back in time to stop Frieza from, you know, be becoming destroying the world. And something similar happens with Black Goku, too. Not saying that black like black Goku is Goku wearing a black suit. He's not wearing. He's not um, like. Uh, yeah. Um. Excuse me, Matt. Uh, I just need to chime in here. Actually, um, 
uh, Frieza is not the thing that destroys the world. It's Cell. It's it's Cell, and it's the an the androids are the ones destroying the world. Oh, that's right. Future, Matt. that's right. And uh, it's but then he shows Goku up has, and Frieza's there. Goku has the heart attack. Yeah, so that's right. Goes back to wow, he's um actually me <laughs> about Dragon Ball. <laughs> about Dragon Ball. <laughs> wow, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. I got ahead of myself. So Bulma is arguably the best female character in all of DB Dragon Ball. I mean, I love me some Chi-Chi, but I think Bulma is like the complete, she is one of the best female characters ever. And I also think she's also one of the best female characters in anime. Because I think Bulma is such a character that we see, we literally see her grow. We see her go from a kid to a teenager, to a young adult, to a mom. And just all these different sides of her, we can see her, we can see her really grow up. And, and she's also brilliant and she's funny, but she stands her ground and she's sassy and she's, mm -hmm. she marries Vegeta and you're like, who would want, who would make Vegeta, who would, who else in this world would Vegeta fall in love with? Of course it is stubborn, sexy, sassy yeah. Bulma. Brilliant Bulma. Yeah. I, I, I will say you're right. She's, she's one of the best Dragon Ball female characters. I'd probably say Videl maybe is a bit stronger than her in some ways, but not necessarily as fully fleshed out. Um, I I I have a weird love hate thing with Bulma because they they can't. I feel like sometimes they can't decide what they want her to be, and the writers are just like, no, we want her to be the dumb woman suddenly, and like you know whenever they like when they send her to Planet Namek or like anytime something happens, she's like she suddenly becomes this like other character who's like being annoying, and she has her magazine, and she's there with Gohan. And it's like I don't understand like you build this interstellar spaceship, like you rebuild the Namekian ship and you go on this adventure and then you get there and you're like, I can't be bothered the whole time. Like, I do think that that's one thing that needs to be said about her character is they make it inconsistent at times, but she's so consistently good otherwise outside of those times that it does completely override it. Um, I think that's weird. part of her growing pains though. Like she's still at that point in Dragon Ball Z when she's going to Namek, she's like still like, like, like late teens, I would say, early like maybe twenty, right? So no, she's, she, no way. You don't think she's no, older than she was like younger? A, she was, she was at least like fifteen in Dragon Ball. I gotta look this up. Go think about it. So she <laughs> that doesn't matter. She, Age aside, she like, she's still growing. She, like she's she's, she's like growing a young up. teen in Dragon Ball when Goku is like a child. Goku's like a tiny child next turn. She's you know driving a motorcycle and going on adventures. So like, there's no way she's really like under thirteen at that age. Um, and then obviously Goku becomes an adult and has like a ten-year-old kid who she's with. So, she's so she's got an like age like she almost, must be twenty-five then. She, I, I would. I always thought she'd probably like thirty, but in her thirties, I don't. I don't know if she gets to be. If she's I think she's in her thirties. I think she's in her thirties when she has a uh, trunks, little baby trunks. trunks. That's what I thought. So maybe like late twenties. Yeah. But that's only like three years after the Namek stuff. And I'm saying that's what I'm saying aside. like late twenties, yeah. age aside. Age aside, she, yeah. she she I feel like it's just part of her like growing up because after the Namek arc, like she's really grown into like her own. Like you know she's she's capable. She doesn't. She has her like snarkiness. Um, and she like does is not afraid to tell it how it is, even to like a Saiyan god or like to to like Beerus. You know what I mean? Like she she knows how to play people too. She's like intellectually smart where she can like trick people and kind of manipulate them in that sense too um and she's fun and cool and awesome okay yeah that's true i think yeah and i think too i think you, you i mean you look at her anemic and it's like all right she is the only human without super abilities on this crazy alien planet with people with 
incredible abilities who can fly around who can who can transform who yeah and and she's just got i mean her superpower of course is her brilliance but i mean i'd, I'd get like that too if, if it was kind of like all right well i'm here i'm here to help but there's only so much i can do to help so i'm gonna help you as best as i can but i'm also gonna eh, i'm gonna take some time for me because i'm still kind of this young adult woman right also saving the world because that's how you do we have so we have this character but we also have larry david who is a i think is also a great character but but because because he, he, for like the opposite reasons, like he is someone that we love, we love to hate. It's like, what's he doing? Like, what's Larry doing now? Well, so that's the interesting thing, though. It's like he gets himself in trouble a lot, but he also doesn't. He just has a lot of bad luck. And I think he's actually this is sort of a, a weird, tough matchup because you have to put this character who is meant to basically represent all the annoying like nuances of everyday normal life just taken to an extreme versus someone who's in this like fictionalized mega universe yeah you know so yeah. it's like it's really tough to compare these characterizations because it's like yeah she's like helped save the universe but like this other character of course like that's not what their point you know they're it you, you have to find different avenues to compare them it's because, hard uh yeah they're so I, I think in general in the history of the show i don't think we've had a character like larry david playing no. himself in this show no, I he's a bit of an first. anti-hero in ways because you're you like him, but you know you're also not supposed to like the whole time. Like he's supposed to be the jerk. Em, have you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? I have not. I only know the memes from the song. However, I did see Larry <laughs> David in real life in Santa Monica one day. That is my oh nice. That is my extent with with Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think I have seen clips though of him just like I think failing in relationships. Uh, yeah, and not get everything, and not being able to, and that's and it's tough for me because uh, here's what's tough for me, it's it's having a character like this, and y'all will know better than me, so correct me if I'm wrong, but having a character like this, especially so close to having a character like House, where it is this unlikableness that makes them likable, or this unlikableness that that makes them such a good character, I, I feel like you guys got to really sell me on Larry David, and I'm sorry to put you in this position. Well, see, that's that's actually interesting is you kind of don't. So you, House is unlikable, but you still like him. But with Larry David, it's actually more like it's like it's like a half hour of schadenfreude. Like you Absolutely. don't actually like him. Like, oh, no, you geez. don't. Because because he always gets himself into the problem. Like sometimes he's innocent and like you kind of every now and then you get to root for him. But yeah, most like of sometimes the time, he gets into like really unfortunate situations that is just bad luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but then a lot he makes of times, the worse choices. Exactly. Always. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it is. It is just kind of like watching. Just <laughs> let like... me give you an example. Here's an episode from last season. Like, uh, in a nutshell, he he ran into a writer, an old old writing acquaintance from like a long time ago at a party, and uh, the guy was like, "Hey, we should get lunch sometime." He was like, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah." Oh, Phil uh, from somebody feed Phil. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, and he's like, "Are you just gonna say yeah, or are you, are we gonna actually do? Are you gonna blow me off like like?" Like Hollywood. No, we'll, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. And, he's, and I was like, oh, I'm stuck in this getting, I, I don't want, I don't know how to get out of this lunch. This guy's going to bother me and stuff. So what he does is he's like, oh, I have an idea. Uh, and he, <laughs> he, he, he goes to lunch and, and wears a MAGA hat at lunch. And just, and just, oh my God. <laughs> just because he knows that the guy would hate it so much. And then he started wearing it everywhere. Like he, like he does something like he like, like he like, uh, um, 
cuts someone off, puts on the MAGA hat in the car. Is like, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, and they well, like drive it was, away. And like, it was so much more nefarious than that because yeah, yeah. The whole the whole reason with this is he was just like he was like, oh, if I talk to this guy, I'm never gonna get away from him at the party. So and that's he tries right. To that's avoid right. him the whole party, and then do the he calls it the big goodbye. To where he, it's like the end of the party. And he's like, "Oh, Phil, I'm sorry, I didn't get to like say hi all night, but I have to head out." Like, so that way he gets the pass. Mm-hmm. And Phil's like, "Don't give me the big wow." He's like, "No, I'll get lunch with you. You don't, you don't." So he does. <laughs> so he's like, "I got to figure a way out of this lunch." Jeez. Because it's a never-ending series of lunches if I don't. Oh, so that's why God. he wears it. And the second Phil's there, he's just like, "Well, he doesn't want to cause a scene, so he's just like, you know, Phil's like, I got to get out of here and just leaves." He's like, "Oh, I got a call. I forgot I had to do something." But the reason he pulls it out in the car was like this like skinhead guy on like a motorcycle who he cuts oh, off. Oh, that's right. Starts, that's like, right. Yelling at him and he puts the MAGA hat on. The skinhead guy's like, oh, never mind. You're one of us. Keep cool, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. It was amazing. It was incredible. And it was that's, so that's funny. why he's so funny, though, because because like you root for House. You don't really root for Larry David. But you, you can also kind of see you can also kind of empathize with him because how many times have you been like, been in a situation like that but you couldn't get yes. out of it you he does I mean? the thing that you're he he basically his whole character is doing the thing that like every now and then you get that terrible thought in your head you're like well i can't do that because i'm not a bad person but right he doesn't have that thing in his head that says not to do it so he just always does it and so it's like you get to watch someone live this out and it's sort of like cathartic because you're like oh yeah hell yeah they got away with it and then you're like then of course there's always repercussions. You're like, and that's why I don't do it. <laughs> exactly. So it's re- it's really I mean, it's really tough. Compelling. The entire like... impetus of last season is he goes to a coffee place oh called Mocha Joe's. Mocha Joe's. This yeah. is the entire arc of last season. It's a, it, there's a through line. And oh yeah, the the seasons always have like a big through line. So he goes to the coffee place <laughs> and it's bad. The coffee is bad. The table is wobbly. The coffee is cold. The cr- Mocha is it, Joe's. This is a was it a, a croissant? Yeah, the uh, no, it was um a scone. Scone, it's going. It's like scone, and it's like soft, like a cupcake almost. Yeah, he's like he's like this is a biscuit. It's not a scone. Scone should be like dry and hard. And so Mokujo throws him out, bans him, and he's like fine. And he sees next door there's like a four lease sign on the building. It was empty, so he opens up what he calls <laughs> a spite store, and he makes. Oh, he, he makes like gosh. mocha, like like a coffee place, like Mocha Larry's or something. I can't remember what it was. And that's and like the, the whole, through line. It's, it's incredible because then he also sparks like a chain of like other like celebrities. Like, yeah, I made a spite store because of you. Like yeah. this person, this jeweler, it was like real awful. And so I made a spite store next to them. But it always it always comes back and like bites them. Because I don't know. I've definitely done things out of spite before. And most of the time there's that better side of you that says not to do it. Yeah. But like seeing someone live that through and you're kind of like, Hell yeah, do the bad thing. Do the bad thing. But does <laughs> but does doing the bad thing make you the ultimate fictional character? I don't know if it does, but it is really funny. Oh. Yeah. I think he might have I think if we were doing the ultimate funniest character, Matt, I think that so. Larry David might be able to take the cake. But like he he's I think I think like I mean we can go down the line here and compare them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a good point, Emily. I mean Bulma has a lot more depth to her character because she's had to show like heroism and weakness. And he he's just like pure id. He kind of doesn't have like, you know, all the factors that like your normal consciousness. has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he would easily win. Like, I, I, you know, like the the most ah, like just like you said, uh, how do you say it? Schadenfreude or yeah, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah, Yeah, I think he definitely would win that. UFC. absolutely oh yeah he might win the funny i like it's 
it's funny, Am. I, I, you should, it might, like, you're not supposed to like him. And no, you're not. To, to the credit of the ultimate fictional character, I think he is the most unique character, one of the most unique characters because of this. Like, I've he never is. seen a TV show with a character like that. The main character is like, is this. Yeah. And he's playing a fictional version of himself, which is also funny. Like, you know, he's still supposed to be Larry David, creator of Seinfeld. Like, and that's part of his character and everything. Um, but that's that, like, Bulma's really good. Yeah. Yeah. She's really interesting. She has a huge story. Yeah, I agree. Em, did we at least sell you on the show? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to check out this show now because it sounds very funny. But hopefully, I would say... hopefully it doesn't tap into my, uh, oh, gosh, what is it? Secondhand embarrassment too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, yeah dude. I, the, it will. <laughs> oh, it will. no. I would say watch the more recent. Either watch the most recent season or the one before. Because okay. the farther, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a weird show in that, like, HBO is, like, given him a golden ticket to just make it whenever he wants and so it has like i think 11 seasons but over like what? 19 years because the yeah, first so- season is like 2001 oh my and God. those Gosh. early seasons haven't aged well in the same way all sitcoms from the early 2000s mm-hmm. yeah. age well there's still some so- good jumps in there but it's definitely aged yeah not so yeah, it's definitely not aged well i would say the more recent ones plus the previous season from the current one has Lin-Manuel Miranda in it, who yeah. he gets to be in his musical about having a fafwa on him, which is just absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. In one of the early episodes, do you remember that? This is a bit that always stuck with me is when he goes to the Ben Stiller's like birthday party and oh someone's handing God. around like, like uh, sandwiches with like little toothpicks and he eats the yes. sandwich and he's like, what do I do with this? And the whole episode is holding <laughs> the toothpick. He's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh! It just brings it, it up randomly, like he still has it. Like <laughs> it's it, it's just it's this character who's just obsessed with all the weird, tiny minutia of everyday life that you could complain about. Yeah, and that's funny, but that's all he is, and that's why he can't move on. Well, it's well said. That means Bulma is going on right now. Two Face. Bubbles. These are two great ladies. It's yeah. weird because we talked more about Humpty Dumpty and Larry David than we did Bubbles or Bulma because I think it was kind of clear they weren't going to win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is the real showdown. Yeah. So here's out of the gate. Like, <laughs> I feel like all the characteristics that Bubbles has, Bulma has an edge on. It's like she has those characters, but like, I think does it's like a little more fleshed out. In that sense, personally. Okay. Um, she's empathetic. She's she's intelligent. She has a different kind of strength. She's sassy. You know, she stands up for everyone. She might not be physically stronger, but like, I still I think she like on the on this they, they seem very similar. But it almost is like to me it's like Bubbles was almost it pulls inspiration from Bulma a little bit, but Bulma is like a little stronger on those fronts. Hmm. Is that crazy? I don't know if it is. I, I mean, I thought maybe it would be a tougher match between these two, but you're making a very strong point. Do you think... It's almost like Bulma is like the third Pokemon evolution of Bubbles. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's Do you a, think it's an age thing? Beautiful analogy. Is I don't it, know is if it's... Is it just simply because, like, Bubbles is kind of stuck being, like, a preschooler, like a child, and Bulma actually gets to grow? I, I think, think I think I think we've seen Bubbles grow in her own way though in the Powerpuff Girls, especially in the original series. We see even though they're kindergartners, we see them deal with a lot of adult issues, a lot of kid issues, a lot of yeah. real issues. Um 
and we see we see yeah bubble go through like anger management we see her when she has her bad streak we see her even though she is just a kid uh we actually see her go through a lot of different changes in situations i think i think it comes down to that thing too unfortunately where it's like just television show versus television show where bubbles was kind of stuck being a kid the whole time we got to see balma go from teenager young adult to adult adult and then, like mom old woman yeah yeah mm. it's so, tough. like age, i, I will say maybe like it. i think yeah i agree uh i mean do we just want to start comparing them yeah let's yeah, do let's some comparisons because i think we're all kind of on the same page but sometimes we felt one way or another and we go through yeah. and then suddenly we come out you Agreed. know somewhere else so it, just to be fair it's bubbles but you, you're both making very strong points here um i think it, whichever one of them had a larger impact in their own fictional universe, just because they both saved the world, it's kind of like, that's a wash. Mm -hmm. Right? But I I would have to argue, Emily, you're right, like, there's so many strong female characters now in anime that don't have some of the, like, stereotypical depictions they've given Bulma at random. Um, Yeah, and Bulma, I I think Bulma was interesting because she's very much like, yeah, she's that transitional character where we did kind of have her be, like, the damsel in distress, this kind of just girly figure in this very a fighty heavy fantasy uh anime but then i think throughout time we also got to see her really more fleshed out it's almost like the creators were like oh she's just oh she's more than this let's really explore this yeah yeah that's a good point um and and even with the i i I would i've heard danny talk about this fernandez like about like how you know bono's like a femme fatale kind of a character well she like she plays that card as left like to outsmart other people and stuff like that but so I don't know. I definitely see Bulma that. Bulma was also once uh, a frog from Captain Ginyu. She was a frog. Yeah, Captain Ginyu was inside her. She was inside the frog. And then they got swapped back again. She's been through quite a bit. She's found the Dragon Balls. Um, so I guess, like, as far as, like, heroism goes, it would also we- weirdly be a wash, considering she's not super-powered. Like oh, Bulma yeah. Says. And she's definitely the kind of character, too, who will... Who will in her later years she will do anything for for her kids and Vegeta. Yeah. yeah. She's also like more I think she's more original than Bubbles. Like, I mean Bubbles is original, but like, you know, the Powerpuff Girls are just a take on like classic superhero trio or yeah. you know, group and just like remake like it was great. It was amazing. I love Powerpuff Girls, mm-hmm. but maybe not as authentically original as the way Bulma was. I mean, I think it, it Bulma bubble i said bubble buff girls uh <laughs> um powerpuff girls in itself as the show is is almost like it's it's kind of like a parody of all this superhero anime yeah. genre prior to it so yeah, in a sense, i mean it's definitely it's like, more it's like the canvas of like superman yeah kind of a thing but but no even anime dude like they're, they pull a lot of influences from even pop culture like the beatles yeah, you know what i mean like yeah, that's true the, well i mean of... ringo did the music for it he was involved in that series he i didn't know that what yeah yeah he did the that song for the movie he's the he's he is um in the in the in the uh movie powerpuff girls the movie he plays fibonacci sequence the bad guy you're I did not know kidding that. me oh yeah that's yeah the movie's sweet. great yeah and the you know the 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 power super like there's yeah, like, yeah. they have a song like Ringo did that song. That's Ringo. <laughs> you know you maybe got not, a lot not... to do. Ooh, let's go that one. Um... Power super super power. Do you remember that M? Yes, I mean it sounds like it. <laughs> I didn't. Re- I forgot they had that new art style. It's kind of cool though. Yeah. 
I, but t- it, I think it's interesting too because I think if you look at Dragon Ball, I think not a lot of people remember this or just want to or just even see this. Dragon Ball is essentially Goku's story, but who's yeah. that? Who? But Bulma is one of those characters that has been constantly there from the beginning. Yeah, she has been a she. I mean, uh, Chi Chi appears here and there in the beginning too. Vegeta doesn't even come in until later. Yeah, Bulma is much more of a of a pillar character in the entire Dragon Ball universe and storyline. Uh, then Bulma than gave me. Yamcha a chance, which not many people do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still friends even after a breakup, which is it's amazing. Cool. I think I think she's. I think I got which song he did wrong. I know he did the music in the movie, and he did a different song. Uh, that was just the first song that came to mind. I can't find the exact. Um, actually, Christian, actually, I'm still pretty mad that I messed up that Dragon Ball fact. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> well, this is why gonna, I'm self-correcting. It's gonna that. sting, huh? <laughs> this is why I'm self-correcting that. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. If I had got to the end of it, I would have been like, oh wait, actually, myself, but yeah, <laughs> too too little, too late. Um, yeah, I, I'm with y'all. Hundred percent. I don't know. I feel like this is. Unf- this, this was easy. I think Bulma is just such a great character, man. For, this was a sweep. We haven't had a sweep in a while. This feels like a sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think it would be. I thought Bubbles and Larry David put up a better fight. I didn't actually think Bulma was as strong as a character as maybe she is because there are there just there's so many like handful of scenes where she's just kind of they make her like suddenly not act like herself. Specifically like on planet Namek, like they just. It's weird, but I, I know it's also like Look, it was filler. Like yeah, it's filler. You can't story down. Bulma, <laughs> yeah. Bulma can solve all the problems. She definitely yeah. could, and but we She's can't let her. Nice. <laughs> She's great. Correct. Yeah. So, so I guess we're ready. And once again, the day is saved thanks to Bulma because Bubbles has been defeated, and Bulma is going on to the finals to face off against Tina Belcher in the finals. Dang. Amazing. Insane. Amazing. We have our matchup, dude. Dr. Gregory House versus Steve Urkel and Tina Belcher versus uh, Bulma. That's going to be a good, that's gonna be intense. That's a good weird group. That's a weird group. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is a weird group, isn't lots it? Lots of brains Exciting. in that group. Lots of, lots of brains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Tina's the only one that's basically not a certifiable genius. <laughs> <laughs> like, the rest of them are all actual genius characters so that's gonna be a fun and weird competition to say um great awesome does anyone have any characters they want to bring into the bucket matt i heard that you watched uh an american pickle since i, I dropped in herschel i heard you loved it emily loved i recommend that one yeah very good yeah definitely definitely think y'all should check that one out for sure yeah um so i have been watching the umbrella academy mm. second season's amazing second season yeah have you watched that i watch all of it i'm, I'm obsessed yeah. i bought the comics you need to catch up. uh oh yeah how, how far are the comics are they done or there's only so there's it's it's they're only in trade paperbacks there are three trade paperbacks and they're he's releasing a fourth one so the third and the it seems like it's all the season so season one is um violin i think it's called season two is, is uh the six, whatever the sixties uh, season three is called Hotel, which is the third book. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see because there's a fourth one coming out. So yeah, yeah he's continuing it. Written by Mike Chemical Romance says Gerard Way. Yeah. Huh. Um. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I I want to submit number five. 
I was that's a solid choice. Academy. He's a very cool character. I debated back and forth um, between either number five or Allison. I think they and uh, also like Klaus. I think the three of them have the weirdest, most interesting stories. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in. I feel like he's sort of super unique in a variety of ways. So that is gonna be my submission this week. If anyone that's has awesome. any others. And do you have one? I do. This kind of came to Let's me on the it. spot. But uh been just been talking about female characters in anime. Uh there was an anime that I loved so much when I was younger that I didn't know it was on Blu-ray yet, and it is on Blu-ray, so I'm definitely gonna get those. This is a character who I think is arguably one of the best female magical girl characters in magical girl series. It is Princess Tutu, so a hero, also known as Duck from Princess Tutu which is a fantastic wow. magical girl anime. I'm very excited to talk about the series to both. I'm guessing from your faces that neither of y'all have seen this. This <laughs> um, is new to me. No, but I will look into it. Very, yeah. it's, a, it's a ballet themed magical girl series that dives okay. deep into various stories from ballets and the history of ballet and stuff. Maybe we'll have Emma Fife come back on when she gets pulled. Yeah. She might know something about this. Character. Yes. That's cool, man. And then uh, Matt, I, I have two. Because they're different. No, it's fine. Hey, you, you <laughs> they're, I swear they're different. One. Look, the bucket, we use four in an episode. So if anyone here has more than one character, please feel free. All right. The first one, you know him, you love him. You probably knew him as Big First, but now you know him as King. I'm talking about King Babom. Are you kidding me? King Babom, put him in the bucket. <laughs> Come on, baby. He's got a chance, baby. Put the bad boy in there. Who's your second? My second pick, and this is going to get into spoiler territory if you have not to play the game, but after playing this game, I need to put this character in the bucket because, to me, it's one of the most important characters in a Mario video game. And I'm talking about Bobby, the bomb in Paper Mario on the Origami King. Wait, you're who, putting two bomb-bombs? You're putting the bomb. two They're very bombs? different. I, I prefaced it. I prefaced it. They're very different. But That's Bobby funny. is the bomb who uh, who who is uh, does not know who he is. He lost his memory and joins Mario and Olivia on his quest. Uh, to find his fuser to and regain his memory. And I don't want to spoil it, but we'll talk about it when it comes, why he's such a great character. And you guys got to play this game. It's so good. It's so good. And this character needs to be talked about. All right. I'm not even joking. Like, I will, I can't wait to talk about this character with you. Okay. If you say so, uh, for that reason, um, I'm going to add one more character. Oh my gosh. Fine. I'll this do one, it too. This one is, an absolute classic. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, Burger King Kids Club, but I'm gonna I'm gonna add IQ from the Burger King what? Kids Club, which is uh, the series of they were sort of like the Burger King mascots for a while. It's this group of sort of like recess style kids. Um, I thought about putting Wheels in, uh, but also the fact that he the kid in the wheelchair is named Wheels, I felt maybe I won't put him in. No, none of the McNugget or the McDonald's characters. Oh, we had Grimace come up already. Grimace, Grimace but not was even in the Mayor Mayor Big Mac or Mayor Cheeseburger, whatever his name is. Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. All right, we'll put Mayor McCheese in as well. Wait, no, that's not my put submission. Put in IQ. <laughs> I'll, there we go. I put it in three. <laughs> I have. I have McCheese. another. I have another. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is a very special episode. Um, just because it is the spooky season. 
Um, oh. I want to put in Scary Godmother from these Scary Godmother movies. <gasps> I love that series. Oh, what is this? So, I've never heard of this. This is like a wild CG, like very early CG animated film series. There's, I think there's three different Scary Godmother movies that centers around the idea of this little girl who's bullied by her older brother and his friends. Uh, and that she has a scary godmother and the scary godmother takes her to like this Halloween world where she has a skeleton in her closet who is like in the closet and also her roommate. There's like Bugaboo, who's kind great. of this monster who's scared of himself. There's this fun vampire family. It's a all around spooky awesome. good time. And scary godmother is just this very positive, There's amazing two of them. force. I'm in. There's I'm a sequel. In. I got one final character to add. Oh my God. Right, what is it? I want to add... I don't know if he's in the buggy, Christian, but I want to add, hey, Yugi, it's me, your friend, Joey. Oh my Joey Wheeler. Joey Wheeler? Joey Wheeler? Joey Wheeler. Wheeler. I'm the hot of the show, Yugi's. Come on, Yugi's. Well, I'm the hot friend, of the con, Yugi's. <laughs> you know what we should do for a Kaiba. bonus at the end of the season? Kaiba. Um, which we've never done as a bonus. We should just do a bonus where we just go around for like 20 minutes and just keep throwing characters in and taking Please. turns putting new characters into the bucket before the next season. That is the most chaotic that, thing I've amazing. ever heard of and I love it. I love it. I think that would be a lot And add Max Roni too while you're at it. Max oh Cerrone. my gosh. Wait, who is this? He's I'm talking Mac, about Max Roni. He's the Mac and Cheese dinosaur. Oh, no, oh, not the dinosaur. I'm talking about... I'm, <laughs> this is very specific. I'm talking about Stouffer's Max Roni, Max Roni and Cheese, Cheesy to the Max... He comes into school lunches and he's like, yo, it's me, a skateboarder. Yo, Maxaroni. He is a deal. It's the new mac and cheese. Why are you well, picking all these characters with outrageous accents? No, but here's the thing, though. This reminds me of the best food mascot. So I'm adding Hamburger Helper. Oh, my god! Which, by the way, I don't know if you listened to the Hamburger Helper mixtape that came out like three years ago on April Fool's. It's like four or five albums. Um, I think it's on like SoundCloud. It is straight fire. It is so good. These rap songs are incredible. The wow. Hamburger Helper uh, mixtape is absolutely unbelievable. You know what? I have one more character to yes. add to the bucket. Yes! And it is none other than, I'm in Texas. I'm looking at this beautiful pillow that is Texas right here in front of me. And speaking of okay. mascots, I cannot help but be reminded of the Bucky's beaver. Bucky's is a gas uh, station chain in Texas, and uh, the mascot is a beaver, and he has beaver nuggets, and he has a whole little lore to him. Bucky's beaver, dude! Heck yeah! Um, I got one I'm... more. Oh quick, my quick, gosh! Quick bunny, <laughs> Nest quick bunny, the Nest quick quick bunny, Nest quick that's chocolate milk one. quick bunny. Yeah, that's a good one. A good and one. I'm also adding. Oh um... my gosh! <laughs> well, because you just brought up uh, mascots like that, I just realized. <laughs> Uh, so this is this is a regional mascot to northern northeast America, mostly Connecticut. It is the greatest grocery store in the world, Stu Leonard's. It is the absolute greatest grocery store in the world. In fact, the customer is always right. Sort of is been coined by this company in a way because when it was founded, this company they ended up putting up this sign in like stone that literally says like the customer is always right outside of the store, which is awesome. But they have Dude. this duck, Stewie the Duck for Stu Leonard's. Stewie is incredible. He has this amazing backstory that will be wow. So Stewie the Duck. That's awesome. Absolutely. And then the, I got one more. I swear. I pinky promise. I swear. This is it. 
by and by. I'm listening. What is it? This last one is from. He is the keeper for Nandor the vampire in What We Do in the Shadows. Oh my gosh! I'm talking about. He wants to be a vampire, but they won't turn him into one. It's Guillermo de la Cruz. Oh my gosh, one of the best characters on TV right now. Oh, Guillermo is amazing. I have not seen this. You haven't seen this show at all? No. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. No, but I remember you talking about it. I should yeah. watch it. There's this episode where they take this like this like vampire lord. They like say it's at their house, and they take him out on a night in the town. And like he's like he's like I won't do try pizza because they get like drunk off blood. Uh, and then and then he's like they're like no don't eat the pizza it has garlic in it. And he's like no I want to try it I'm going to do it. And he takes oh a bite of the pizza and he's like that's pretty good. And then like 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 it's the most crazy visual gag where he projectile vomits like out of nowhere and just flies everywhere like just flying around. That's so hilarious. Good. Hilarious. We just added fifteen names to the bucket. Jeez. Emily, do you have one more? Can you come up with one last one on the spot for me? Yeah, me. So that we can just, yeah. Yes, Matt was. While singing, you're thinking, Matt was singing a tune from this movie oh. earlier, so I'm going to be adding Emily from The Corpse Bride, there we uh, go. same character, <gasps> my namesake, into the bucket. She is great. Perfect. And that's that's we're gonna close it there because that is wedding. that is an entire division's worth of characters Jeez. that we've just added back into the bucket. <laughs> that's great. We need we need to freshen it up. If you have uh, a name or several you want to add to the bucket, leave us a review. Add the names into the review. We'll add them into the bucket. Do it. That's right. Do it. Matt. I'm Massavedo. You can find me at the Massavedo, and you can find me and Emily on Hit Points Pod and Mass Effect Adventum. And you can find me on Correctamundo Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time on El Rey Network. You can find me at frankly underscore Emily on Twitter. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's an extra little underscore after the Emily. Uh, I write a, like Matt said, I do a bunch of podcasts. I also write articles about video games, and I pop up on Twitch now and then again. So if you want to keep up with what I'm doing, follow me on following me on Twitter is the best bet. Heck yeah! And I am at Christian underscore Humes. I have a brand new podcast called Crown Club. It's Fall Guys Ultimate Podcast. Yeah, Check baby. that out. Where you get all your podcasts, they review, get some crowns, and I guess we'll see you guys in the division final. Bye-bye. <laughs>